Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We have had quite an informative and interesting discussion about uh, the Jeffrey Epstein case coming back into the news. He's back in jail. The backstory has been bubbling up for years. The travesty of justice was intolerable, yet it only gets airtime when they, when the mainstream media, even above that big tech wants to paint Trump with the same brush as Epstein. And you know, I am not a Trump apologist. I don't, I'm not a hater, but I'm not a lover. I uh, I think he's part of the game, but I don't think he's part of this game. This game is it goes beyond Trump and and I think it goes beyond Epstein. But I don't want to gloss over a great call I had before the break from Jan who points out that we need to think about this as an actual problem like unrelated to the saga of Epstein. She is associated with an organization Darkness to Light. If you want to look for the signs of this kind of victimhood or even maybe uh, help in some way. But I will say she points out that you should be alert to this. It it happened to me when I was young and it happened to my daughter in different ways for the different ages. But she was communicating with somebody uh, who claimed to be a female her age, and I'm sure wasn't. It's probably what you call a catfish. Some Maybe it was an older guy, whatever. And she was nervous about it. And I said, well, you're never supposed to talk to somebody you don't know. I said, did this person suggest you meet somewhere? And she said, yes. And I just, I mean, she really, she freaked. Anyway, we'll never have that problem again. But you might. So pay attention to that. But when I was young, I was a teenager. I left home kind of early. And uh, I wasn't like a runaway, but I was a dropout. I dropped out of high school. So I was 17 and I was living in Denver. And somebody approached me, claimed to be a friend of a friend of mine. who And my friend got wind of it and said, hey, I'm not a friend of that guy's. But what he wanted me to do was fly to Dallas with him for an international modeling gig. And I thought, what? And... Uh, and it it definitely took me a beat or two and the other guy warning me against him to not do it. But I realize now it's probably international, not because they don't do it here, but they want you to be in a place where you don't speak the language. Because that was one of the things that came up in the Epstein research I was doing is true or not. He's never been charged with it, but he's been accused by the guy who ran MC2, the modeling agency, uh, that. Epstein ruined his reputation because now he can't get models to come over because Epstein was was directing them into this uh, sex stuff. But I don't know if that's true or not. But the fact is, it, it happens. I didn't want to let this opportunity pass to talk about this Wall Street Journal article from today. Then I want to play some clips. Um, and Binkley had another point about the Miami Herald. But so... Today, the Wall Street Journal comes out and doesn't hail the Herald. It actually takes some shots at the Herald. And we thought, oh, good. Somebody else realizes that this thing is a game. But the article, as you read through it, the Wall Street Journal article, it's downright offensive and misleading. And I I suspect that 
that this will be part of a dialectic so that next week they'll say this old white guy hates the chick Pulitzer candidate from the Herald for breaking the story. He's probably, you know, whatever. I don't know. Something is fishy. That's all I'm telling you. I really don't know. But he writes this. He says, trying to inoculate, this is Holman Jenkins in the Wall Street Journal. Trying to inoculate journalists against hindsight bias is like trying to teach your cat algebra. It's an uphill slog. Happily, the Washington Post last Sunday gave us a history of the decade-old Jeffrey Epstein sex crimes prosecution that didn't rely on the anachronistic innuendo out of time, and you, ugh, whatever, that filled a Miami Herald series entitled Perversion of Justice. The furor caused by that series led last week to the resignation of Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta, Acosta, who had the misfortune of being the U.S. attorney whose office prosecuted the long ago case. He had the misfortune like it was something that happened to him. He was in a car accident. We're all blaming him for it. But he he penned that deal. He wrote about it. Jenkins goes on to say, uh, the post investigation without the ta- tabloidal non-realism of the herald found quote not a crisp portrait of white hats tilting against black hats but rather a mottled mural of prosecutors who were eager to stop epstein from preying on girls but also sensitive to the young women's desire not to have their names made public it adds that epstein's high-priced defense team took advantage of the fact that many victims felt to bond with their accused abuser that makes me want to puke that makes me want to puke that he is saying that. While it's possible that happens, I went and looked at the Wall- at the Washington Post article he's citing, and this says, uh, he it actually says, it's amazing, it says uh, the lead detective in the case who has since died said in depositions that uh, their trash was stolen by private investigators and that victims' families were approached at their homes by people falsely claiming to be police officers. He's talking about the intimidation these guys felt in the investigation. He says in Acosta, in a 2011 letter explaining why he agreed to the non-prosecution agreement, he said... uh, It was a year-long assault on the prosecution and the prosecutors by an army of legal superstars. The defense strategy was not limited to legal issues. Defense counsel investigated individual prosecutors and their families looking for personal peccadilloes that may provide a basis for disqualification. Acosta said one of Epstein's lawyers accused him of excess zeal in forcing a good man to serve time in jail and threatened to make sure a book was published about the unfair prosecution if we continue to proceed with this matter. Uh... The lawyer said it angered him to hear Acosta use the girl's fear. Oh, this was a defense attorney. Angered him to hear Acosta use the girl's fear as an excuse for why prosecutors didn't proceed to trial. He was using that as a shield, Horowitz said. He said that handicapped us. No, your office is the one who placed that fear on them, Horowitz said. He said Acosta's prosecutors frightened the girls he represented, telling them that Epstein and their lawyers would make their life difficult. They did nothing to encourage them, comfort them, or tell them about crime victims' rights. That's the Washington Post article Jenkins is saying. It uh, talks about this being uh, they did their best. But the real, what I found, uh, it gets worse, this Washington Post, this uh, Wall Street Journal article, Jenkins says, to put it more bluntly than even the Post wants to, prosecutors seem to have feared losing in court because their witnesses were unreliable. If so, this echoes the apparent experience of a state prosecutor in Palm Beach County in the same matter who ended up going before a grand jury with a single witness who wasn't even underage. It also echoes a declaration in the Herald's own words by the Manhattan District Attorney in a subsequent matter that the underage victims failed to cooperate in the Florida prosecution. That totally flies in the face of the Washington Post article he's referring to. That shows you 
what kind of reporting he's doing right there in the Wall Street Journal. And it's actually totally beneath the Wall Street Journal. So when I look at this, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Wall Street Journal. I read it because I need to, but... But that does not stand even casual scrutiny. So that's why I think this is a setup to make these bigwigs look like they use the truth. They use their reporting for their buddies. Uh, anyway, that was probably that you might have to pull over with your chicken and listen to that <laughs> one again. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to get it out there for the record. You got to get it out there. I know. It's right. interesting that breathe. one of the yeah. one of the victims was willing to testify until Jeffrey Epstein paid for her lawyer and then oh, she didn't want that. to anymore. Yes, and there are dozens, there were dozens of potential victims. So even if you get one or two who seem like they're compromised or not interested, uh, there are dozens of victims that were identified by the cops, not and there were many, many more besides that. And the fact that they had so much evidence, they didn't need these people to cooperate. And even so, the lawyer says they wanted, they were waiting for phone calls. I mean, this this just doesn't ring true. And it absolutely feels like he's making these victims uh, into uh, complicit. And And this idea that the locals that that guy going before the grand jury with next to no evidence was uh, forced upon him. That's what he's criticized for. He was he was exoriated by a judge for that. Is that how you say that word? I don't know. I'm not sure. So what were you saying about you? So you had some little tidbit about the Miami Herald that I think folded into this. Yeah, in, in September of 2006, the Miami Herald was in a controversy because some of their journalists had been paid by the U.S. government to to put out anti-Cuba propaganda on television and radio. I could have a lot to say about that because there are protests in Puerto Rico that remind me of the uh, the fake rapper that was sent to Cuba by the CIA to yeah. foment unrest there. But but there was one thing, this Michael Wolf who wrote, what was that like totally ridiculed White House book he wrote? Fire and Fury? Or Fire and Fury, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that he wrote that book, which you were like laughing at from minute one, but he was repeatedly cited as doing a fluff whitewash piece on behalf of Epstein, who went through a concerted effort to rehabilitate his image. And this Michael Wolf piece appeared in the USA Today, which is owned by Gannett. So that that's where your local reporting comes <laughs> from, this kind of stuff. And, and uh, but, but what really caught my eye was uh, this line, the last line in the Wikipedia entry for Epstein. I mean, since we're talking about journalistic integrity. In 2019, Forbes deleted a 2013 article that called Epstein, quote, one of the largest backers of cutting-edge science after the New York Times revealed its author, Drew Hendricks, had been paid $600 to write it. So I don't know who he... I mean, I assume everybody gets paid to write stories. I assume he was paid by someone who wanted to... That wasn't true, that he was paid to write that, and it wasn't true. So these these are the kind of things that make you worry, makes me worried that these guys are all getting together and colluding with Facebook and Google so that all this stuff, all this stuff that we now see is full of garbage, is going to get promoted both through search engines and through ad dollars, they don't have to push us down. They don't have to kick us off of WordPress, which they did. They don't have to demonetize. Well, they do demonetize our YouTube videos. They don't have to do They actually took one of mine down. They don't have to do any of that. 
if everything else just gets priority. When you get two million hits to something, I'm not getting on your front page, you know? And and it's only because every one of these these uh, controlled voices could take one of every hit. Yeah, that's how the Google News Initiative works here with the Miami Herald. You hear it parroted in the mainstream media by everybody. Every single mainstream media network goes, be sure and check it out at MiamiHerald.com, MiamiHerald.com, MiamiHerald.com. And then you can't, they show up first on Facebook, they show up first on Google, and every, everything else gets buried, and they leave out important truth. And it just, it, it's uh, its a little more than a nudge, I would say. Yeah. But anyway, let's, uh, there's so much more. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. 800-WSB-TALK, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Willing to defend him. Uh, I just want, so... Binkley had brought this clip to me a long time ago. We've played it on the air before, but it, you absolutely have to hear it again. This is the victim's lawyer. He represents, I think, 30 of the victims or has over the years. Bradley Edwards, he's the man. He has personally won lawsuits against Epstein. He actually had a lawsuit against Trump, so he's no Trump supporter. You must hear uh, what he has to say when asked about Trump's involvement in the Epstein case. Here it is, clip four. Our current president has had relationships with Epstein in the past, and there are those, uh, Katie Johnson and maybe other victims who have accused Trump of being involved in things like this. Um, in my experience, Trump supporters will not listen to anything along those lines. Obviously, we're not a court of law here right now, but are those claims of those, though that case was dropped, it was dropped before it went to, to court. In your opinion as a lawyer and your experience, is there anything you can say as to the validity of those claims or whether or not there will be any, you know, any more about that? Nothing at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who, in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people, or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I was going, that I wanted to talk to them, he is the only person who picked up the phone and said, "Let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know," and was very helpful in the information that he gave and gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever, but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a, a, a deposition of him. And that was in 2009? That was in 2009. <laughs> I'm sure the, the way that guy asked the question, I'm sure he was totally disappointed. But that <laughs> demonstrates to me that I think Trump probably hates the guy. He probably was annoyed that he came to the Mar-a-Lago and sullied his place with his nastiness. So uh, I, I think that's very damning. But we've got some great clips from Alec Baldwin with the Miami Herald reporter. You got to hear it. This is coming up next. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator? On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats of our, to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. And uh, and I think I think putting criminals in jail and not having them roam the street arrogantly much less, I mean serial criminals, major criminals is uh, is a definitely a threat to our liberty however you slice it. So the Epstein case has been hot button for Binkley and me for since since 
I think it would. I mean, was it 2015 or just 2016? But it, during the campaign, right? Yeah. I mean, we did a podcast in 2016, so I know it was there. But there was, so, you know, after WordPress deleted all my stuff, it's kind of hard. They, <laughs> I, I used had to all use it the as documents posted on our website. Oh, and you they, have them now, or you did? No, they're not there anymore. Oh, I'm sick. I know our web guy will can get them. It's just every darn thing you have to like unearth and reformat so we'll we'll get to it but we've been following this for a long time and i i was as soon as i saw the miami herald like doing intrepid reporting i mean like last year i started clicking on the articles and i was like oh my gosh there's more and i started reading them and i was like what like you know it's like you'd look and see is this double-sided like where's the rest of the story <laughs> because we knew all that stuff yeah. There's nothing damning in there. There was a non-prosecution agreement that they did not share with the victims, and this guy had a non-sentence. I mean, there was no—it was a scandal for 10 years already. Yeah, and you there, win a Pulitzer if you report that, but leave out the most important information, apparently. Well, that's what Pulitzers are for. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see that. Like, I'll see Pulitzer Prize, and I'll, like, just, I'll keep going. Like, I'll walk past it. My daughter will be like, look, I won a Pulitzer Prize. I'm like, ugh, nice. <laughs> Put that one away. She's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, uh, I can't explain. <laughs> Sorry, honey. So this, so this reporter, you pulled some clips. I bet the whole thing. Wait, tell me... Uh, tell, tell the audience where these clips are from. Alec Baldwin has a podcast called Here's the Thing. and It's called Here's the Thing? Here's the Thing. That's funny. And he had Julie K. Brown of the Miami Herald on. So she's the one, the intrepid, dogged right. Pulitzer, soon-to-be Pulitzer yeah. Prize. Because there is. It's got to be a female, of course. So, But the... There was a female reporter, Jane Musgrave, who's been followed, who I saw in 2010 in the Palm Beach Post say, talk about this egregious offense to justice and this non-prosecution agreement. Yet others, the Daily Beast or whatever it was called, say, cites her as revealing this thing in November 2018. Yeah. I mean, so maybe she came up with some stuff. She did some victims came forward, but the victims were waiting to be coming forward, according to Horowitz, one of their defense attorneys. So, so keep going. What was your impression of her? She couldn't really answer questions about the case specifically. She kept talking about how she's not a lawyer and she doesn't understand the legalese. And she was very flippant in the way that she answered questions. But she also revealed when she started investigating the case and whether she knew about the sex trafficking prior to when she reported on it. All right, is that in one of the clips? Yes. I, I'm really, I really liked clip one, but mm -hmm. let's skip to which one do you want to play for? Let's go ahead and start with clip one. Okay. Actually, what really launched the piece was when Alexander Acosta, who was the prosecutor, the federal prosecutor in Miami who handled this case, got nominated by President Trump to be labor secretary. I thought I knew about the case and I thought, well, let's see what happens. See, that really irritates me. Yeah. D does it irritate you? Yeah. She only started investigating because of Acosta. And not only that, but let's see what happens. Yeah. 
I, this that you'll see that sometimes with journalists. My mother would always be like horrified. They'd be watching some crime take place and like, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. And she'd be like, yeah, what yeah. is wrong with these people? Yeah. Like, get your mind on in order, you know? Like, put your camera down and go, I don't care if it's rolling, but go help that person. What is wrong with you? Yeah, and she admits that she knew about the sex trafficking going on for years. So why just now? Well, the timing of it corresponds with the beginning of the Google News Initiative. But most people would say that it's the the first thing, which is that they wanted it to be all Trumpy. Yes, I think those work hand in hand. Well, side by side, can I? Yeah, side by can, side. Can I, can I? You know, I like the new one. Yeah, yeah. So I just I feel like they're parallel and not dependent, right? Because they definitely and when you read the report from Iron Mountain from the '60s about like how they control the world, whatever. It's that's a long story <laughs> for another day. Oh. Speaking of which, by the way, happy moon landing day. So, <laughs> happy moon landing day. So, oh, recommendation. Watch the documentary American Moon. The guy examines the photographs from the moon to uh, answer the questions that conspiracy theorists might have. American mm. Moon, highly recommend. So, so, so the report from Iron Mountain talks about how like they love multitasking they love to have one operation take care of more than one goal so they'll if they're going to launch an operation they see if they can't throw a couple of extra things into the hopper so that's what i feel like this is of course if they're going to launch the local initiative they're going to do it with a story that serves the purpose they want to serve yeah it's in the cia deception manual what is that to you attack it from different sources so that you can uh, make it appear more trustworthy to certain people in certain groups all right, I think that's a yet another wrinkle. And I will say, I did want to make this point. I don't normally like left-right dialectic stuff, but say you have Fox News and you have CNN. Say Fox is supposedly conservative. I don't think so. But, you know, like not the way I, the classical kind of conservatism, they're just politically Republican. And then this, and CNN is like the left. It's just it's not even the left because of their position on war and stuff. They're just like politically Democrat. But let's let's call it left and right. If I noticed this when they took over the local stuff, that it was all left leaning, even no matter what the local politics were. And then there have been studies done that as local news got nationalized, national aided, uh, it was much more polarizing that it used to be people weren't that partisan. They wanted to just get what was right for their town, but then it got really super partisan, even at the local level where it makes no sense. But I feel like with this initiative, if they're going to scoop up all the local stuff to make that feel like alternative independent news to give that the boost in their search engines and, and give them the ad dollars and everything like that, they're going to make all that stuff's left. Left-leaning. That's all that stuff is left. All of it. So you've got this huge, giant, it's like huge mass of media on the left and then like a little pocket of, let's say, Fox that makes you think there's another representative. Now, I don't think I, this could easily play into that, the whole movement now from the right to bring the government in to curate news in the name of press freedom like the fairness doctrine twistedly back in the day to get liberal stuff on the radio where it has no place because it's not logical enough but uh anyway so i just think that this movement clearly is going to exacerbate the left bias okay keep talking what's next oh what clip is next yeah
Well, she talks about the money and the funding that go into the effort that McClatchy and the Miami Herald put into this in clips two and three. Put into this story? Yes. Okay. Because the effort, we, we put a lot of effort into it clip too. Clip three but... specifically. All right, let's hear clip three. The Herald, like other newspapers, are not wealthy organizations and no. institutions anymore. So this money meant a lot. They had to spend a lot of dough to do this legwork. Correct? Yeah, yeah, they invested a lot of money into this. They believed in me. <clears> because... They believed in her. Hold on a second. They invested a lot of money into that because they got these people. So aren't they in Florida and aren't these girls in Florida? Mm-hmm. Mostly? How much money did you invest in your investigation of this? Zero dollars. Right, okay. But, well, you have a computer. that. yeah. You know, and I think internet. Yeah. And they put a lot of money in to her reading. <laughs> she should have just listened to the podcast. Right. Maybe she did. I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering about that. But then I saw that her neighbor, Jane Musgrave, had put that stuff out there eight years ago. So there you I go. figured maybe she just read the Palm Beach Post. They paid her a lot of money to leave out the important facts yeah. is what they no, did. No, I, I have to say, I mean, I don't want to slander this person. I really don't. Like, that's not right. I'm laughing and stuff like that. I'm, I did not subscribe to the Miami Herald, so I did not read every single word. I did not vet it all. I'm really just talking about my impression of it. There's probably stuff in there that is new, but it do, there didn't need to be any new stuff. Yeah, That's what I'm saying, is that it was unbelievable, on its face, ridiculously egregious. When the prosecutor is complaining and the cops are complaining that the defense attorneys are th- harassing them, and scaring them and their families, and you and they're saying that's why. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would would actually vacate the non. You know what I mean. That would void it. Like yeah. that does not see to say that the prosecution made a mistake doesn't necessarily void it on behalf of Epstein, who was just a victim of prosecutorial error. Yeah. But if Epstein coerced the prosecution into doing something illegal by personally threatening them, then he has no right to that. That is not due process. He he obstructed the justice system there, which we know he did with Maxwell and the MC2 guy by giving them a heads up to, to flee before they could be deposed, which in itself, in my opinion... I don't know if the deposition was for a civil case or not, so I can't say whether it would vacate the prosecution thing. But you get my drift. I'm not trying to say. Uh, she, she might be not. a true believer. What? She could be a true believer. Oh, oh, that's what I think. These. I don't think you get jobs like that if you're if you know which way is up. I think you get jobs like that because you have that that glass ceiling over your head that like i don't ask questions and i don't ask questions beyond the point where i get the answer i wanted so let's hear let's hear clip two just to round it out right yeah those outlets say that the arrest might never have happened if it weren't for the work of the miami herald it's brown's work they're talking about that's just the kind of praise she's been getting by every major news outlet everywhere nothing in me believes that they concocted this in a newsroom, put it out there, and forced this New York to take this weirdly narrow action. Yeah. I mean, because the Washington Post said if Alexander Acosta had not been placed in the Trump administration, it definitely wouldn't have happened. I mean, that's the but-for cause here. And she never would have investigated it, and he'd still be walking around Even freely. though she was totally aware of yes, it. Yes, exactly. Because Jane Musgrave <laughs> was saying this stuff in the Palm Beach Post. What, what gave, well, I guess Miami Herald is promoted by yeah. Google and Facebook. You know, so Google, the the... 
hard-hitting man of the people, Google, is the one who gave her the platform because they didn't know about it either. That's exactly what it is. Ah. Is Google is the reason it came back in the news because it's part right. of this initiative. Man, the plot ever thickens. It thickens. Ever, ever. This peels the onion <laughs> down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you can use it all for the story. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up after the break. Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll tell people how to hear part one, I guess, was the podcast this week and how to re-listen to this if you could not pull over to hear it all. Uh, After the break, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wait a minute. This is the future. All the phase of guns. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The only line Snipes delivers in that movie that does not have a curse word in it. It took me like the whole two hours to find a drop from Demolition Man. Uh, Okay, so I have a prize pack. Then I'm going to give Maurice, who's been patiently waiting on hold, 60 seconds to say his piece. So prepare for that, Maurice. And then Binkley is going to tell you how you can listen to this show and our podcast and everything like that. So here's the prize pack. Two passes to an advanced screening of Quentin Tarantino's new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Oh, wow. I I want the prize. I wouldn't have read it. I would have just taken it. (laughs) On Wednesday, July 24th at the Plaza Theater, the film opens in theaters Friday, July 26th. So the first person to call our prize pack hotline will get that. It's 404-741-0750. Now I get to give Maurice one minute. Maurice, you ready? Let's, uh, you got it. One minute, go. Hey there. Um, Epstein uh, is essentially a brownstoning op- operation for the intelligence services, which part is hard to say. But So he's been doing this for years to blackmail the rich and famous. And, um, you know, the, which also leads to the fact why he got off so light uh, with the Acosta uh, interaction. Um, so there's that. I mean, uh, you know, and the other thing is that this is much, much bigger than just Bill or, or Trump. Uh, this is the number of people that, that can be taken down through association. Supposedly, the appeals court re- released 2,000 documents um, I'm not sure exactly the status on them, but point being is a lot of people can be named in that grouping. Um, now here's another odd thing. Have you, you got see, have 10 you, seconds, do, you, do it. Have you seen this island supposedly spent $29 million recently uh, filling in the tunnels and the underground levels on his island, Lolita Island, Little St. James? All right. Well, I'll have to investigate that. Sorry, Maurice. But yeah, that stuff about there were really important people there. And I'm sure there's lots of information, which is why I think this is orchestrated. He's in on it. It's going to resolve in a way that works for everybody. Uh, Binkley, tell people how they can hear this show and the past shows and all that. You can go to www.thepropreport.com and click on any of the posts. And the subscribe links to the podcast are at the bottom. And you can also follow Monica on Twitter at Monica Perez Show and me at Freedom Act Radio. All right. And we will be back next Saturday right here on WSB from 3 to 6. Waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty. You know it is. 
The truth, this is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.